with such rapid change and such fierce competition to bring products and services to market and really land that next customer contract, it's still important every now and then that uh, they, they head back to the basics. Welcome to Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. A look at the changing risk and resilience landscape with insights on the challenges facing businesses today and tomorrow. Hello, my name is David Hilgen, and today we're going to talk about technology. More specifically, we'll be talking about the evolving risk landscape for technology firms. Our guest today on this Future of Risk podcast is John Zabpico. John is head of manufacturing and technology for U.S. Middle Market at Zurich North America. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, David. Uh, really great to be here with you this morning. John, when we're talking about technology companies, our customers, for instance, who are we talking about? What types of companies make up this sector? Sure, happy to talk through some of the areas that we really focus on within the technology space. It, it buckets into three main areas for us. IT software. Here you want to think software and system development, data processing, IT consulting, VARs, which are value-added resellers and even data centers. We also engage with electronics manufacturers. This includes assembly and manufacturing of computer hardware, electronic components, and even PCBs, which are printed circuit boards and semiconductors. Last area we focus in on is telecom. It's a really broad space for us, but we're focused on small to mid-size triple play service providers and suppliers, as well as networking components and equipment. So as the tech industry has evolved, how have the risks evolved. Uh, now, I recognize that's it's a big question and we don't have uh, a bold day. But just sort of set the stage about the evolving uh, risk landscape. Yeah, great, great observation, David. No doubt the rate at which the technology industry has evolved is unmatched. This kind of constant innovation has led to more connected and more on-demand environment than we've previously known. But to be honest, uh, you know, with so much of this change and very little history or precedent, one of the biggest challenges or risks that present themselves is the challenge to actually accurately identify you know, what that loss potential might be for these new customers and new innovation. Wow. So uh, what are some of the biggest surprises or most disruptive technologies in recent years and how have they impacted how you view risk? Yeah, I think let's stick with that concept of kind of more connected as just highlighted, it's really a great example of the change in risk profile. IoT, for example, which is the Internet of Things specifically, really began to shift the underwriting mindset about technology risk from heavily focused on privacy, data, and financial loss exposures to now pausing and saying, oh, wait, we, we really have some product liability concerns that are presenting real bodily injury potential. And I believe that trend is absolutely here to stay for the future. So technology then is evolving so quickly. Tech companies appear to have to remain nimble to keep up with the latest innovations. I'll bet it can be easy to lose sight of the basics when it comes to managing risk. Where should technology companies be focusing their attention? Yeah, you're spot on, David. With such rapid change and such fierce competition to bring products and services to market and really land that next customer contract, it's still important every now and then that uh, they, they head back to the basics, as you mentioned. A few areas I'd recommend are quality control procedures, right? I think a lot of time 
uh, technology companies think to you know, worry about fixes on the fly and may not always be the best solution you know, for the industry you're, you're in or, or the products that you're creating. They also sometimes uh, lose sight of milestones and sign-offs with their customers. And I think scope creep is always a concern here, but staying on the same page with your customer is critical as you work through completing a project and delivering a final product. Lastly, I think there's an opportunity to seek out insurance products earlier in the company's existence. Having a proper technology ENO program or cyber program could be the difference between having a good idea and turning your product or service into a household name. Thinking about these products is not merely just satisfying a contractual requirement, which happens a lot, but more in the vein of asset preservation. Uh, it can really help sustain the business through a potentially tough time. John, you mentioned ENO. You're talking about errors and omissions insurance, right? Yeah, exactly, David. That's tied to the financial loss concern and potential that our customers face. It sounds like tech companies are facing a lot of the same challenges that really any company would. So managing risk is challenging across the board. So uh, I want to ask you now to look into your crystal ball and talk about what you see as the most impactful technology on the horizon. What are you excited about when it comes to the future of technology? Yeah, always, uh, as you know, hard to predict, but I think there are two areas that are exciting to see expand in the technology area. First, autonomous technologies. We heard a lot about this in the automotive space, but this is really a technology that will be far-reaching into other industries such as construction. Think about you know how equipment works and when it works. Retail, think about how we shop or how we get product. And even healthcare, right? Providing on-demand services or even assisting in a surgical room. Really uh, going to be a game changer, and we're starting to uh, see this play out in, in the marketplace today. The next one is 3D printing. This is an interesting space as well. I believe the first 3D printer, David, was created in the 1980s. And over that time, it's really been more of a novel tool, at least from a consumer perspective. We're now seeing this technology play a more active role in the manufacturing space, helping design products and even manage inventory more effectively. We're also seeing an expansion in the consumer side with this product and how one day you and I may both have our own systems in our house. And rather than going to the store and buying that vase, you saw online, you know, you use a CAD system and software to print that in the comfort of your own home. I mean, it really is going to be something that I think kind of revolutionizes how people uh, can get product and, and even the efficiency and, you know, waste that's tied to uh, the manufacturing and delivering a product. It can be an area where 3D printing has a real impact. See 3D printer really coming in handy at my house. I don't know how many times I run to the hardware store for some widget. It takes me two hours to find. It'd be nice to just be able to print one at home and save myself the trouble. Absolutely. There's a lot of manufacturers that have that same mindset on a commercial set, right? If they have a product they made 20 or 30 years ago, rather than keeping, you know, a pallet of those the spare parts on their shelves, right? They're starting to save those in the CAD systems and being able to print those products or component pieces if they need them for repairs of their own systems or even yeah. their customer systems. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, John, I want to thank you for joining the Future Risk podcast, but we're not done with you yet. Before I let you go, I want to end uh, with what we call the lightning round of questions. These are meant to be lighthearted. Uh, so, John, if you're ready, here goes. I know you're a Chicago guy. What's the best part about living and working in the Chicago area? Well, it is a big city. I think one of the most amazing parts is the, the neighborhood feel you get from the city and the incredible food and cuisine that you can find in all of those neighborhoods. So really any, any type of food you're looking for, Chicago has got you taken care of, which is 
been been an awesome part of being in the Chicago area. What Chicago myth would you like to clear up for those who don't really know the area? And I will say, as a Philadelphia native, I, I like to put to rest the impression that Philadelphia sports fans are thugs. And if you disagree with me, we can perhaps settle this outside. But uh, what is the one Chicago myth that you'd like to dispel? Oh, gosh, I, I, I got two for you, but I'm going to stick on the food thing, though, for sure. Yes, you can put ketchup on a hot dog. That, that is not against the law in Chicago. And we do eat other pizza than just deep dish. What is the most important leadership skill to cultivate, in your opinion? We always look at uh, you know, vision and strategy and, and all those kind of foundational items. But you know, in the past 18 months, two things that have really jumped off to me is, is both uh, leading with empathy and leading with a more collaborative mindset, right? We've all had challenges in balancing family in, in different parts over the past year. So, so being understanding to those dynamics as well as uh, being virtual, right? So how we all work together to still execute and deliver on the things we, we need to from a business perspective. Uh, to me, those are two items that have really kind of come to the top of the list over the last 18 months. Excellent. Good advice there. Since we've been talking about technology, what technology could you not live without? I'm, I'm going back in time here. I think with a six-week-old at home, it's it's an alarm clock is really the, uh, the piece of technology I haven't been able to live without. But but kidding aside, my, my brother-in-law got me uh, hooked on uh, Woo. It is a fitness and sleep trainer on steroids. And I guess you, you could call it my healthy uh, addiction to technology, but it's a pretty cool device and, and cool company. What is this again? It's called Whoop, W-H-O-O-P, and it's like a fitness tracker that you can wear on your arm or on your wrist, but it's it's fitness and, and sleep tracking, and it gives you quite a peek into the body and, and how you rest and recover and, and work out. So it's been something I've definitely gotten addicted to over the, the past year. Interesting. I'll have to look into that. I, I tend to uh, exercise until I'm too tired, and that's my Whoop. Finally, your last name is Zabico. Were you always the last person in line at school? Not only is there the Z, but I was 6'2 by the time I was 11. So between being tallest to shortest or alphabet A to Z, I, I never had a chance of getting to the front of the line at school, David. Thank you for, for bringing that childhood memory to light for me. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That makes sense. I, I do recall being lined up in school from the shortest to tallest. Uh, I was somewhere in the middle. But now if I had a school reunion, I'd be among the shortest. I peaked early. John, thank you again for taking the time to talk with me today. And thanks to all our listeners for tuning into this Future of Risk podcast. I'm David Hilgen. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at ZurichNA.com and join us next week. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee 
guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.